Welcome back to Pardon My Franchise, the podcast about how many of those did they make? I'm Nora, I'm joined by Autumn, who is taking a sip of water. Uh, oh no, Autumn is hungry. No, I'm not hungry. Autumn's turning into a ghoul. I just realized. <laughs> yeah? I just realized how much you'd had to drink right before we hit record. <laughs> I had some port. <laughs> you just, you had the giggles and then I had the giggles. It's all good. I'm straight now. I had a little bit of port at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. In the second act of the movie when they started drinking. I was yeah. like, ooh, you know what? Why not? I have some port. I like port. I'm going to give con- listeners context because <clears throat> this is coming out a week after we record it. Yeah. Um... Or two weeks if you're cheap. Yeah, two weeks if you can't give us a dollar. Really? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) That's the meanest thing I've ever said to the non-patrons. Hello, non-patrons. I love you equally. I don't care for Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, So, um, earlier today we recorded our Dawn of the... Last night we watched Dawn of the Dead. This morning we recorded about Dawn of the Dead... Um, then we watched The Eternals, we recorded a pop town about it, um, $5, um, <laughs> if you haven't heard that. Um, yeah. Upgrade now. Upgrade now. <laughs> Sorry to plug it at the start, but, um. I'm not. I'm not. Always be, always be plugging. <laughs> um, AVP, that's what they say. Yeah. Jar- that's what Jarvis says. <laughs> uh, we were recording the same day, but we weren't going to say that originally. Oh, I was going to mention it. Oh. It doesn't just... really matter. Uh, the the main reason it matters is that I've had a smoke, you've had a drink. I just felt the giggles come over me, but I'm a professional podcast mode now. <laughs> uh, we watched Day of the Dead, 1985 film, um, directed by George Romero, as we've gone over. Mm-hmm. Written um, as well. Written by George Romero. No. Um, okay. Should I talk about any Dawn of the Day, Dawn of the Dead things? Dawn I of the Day. Hmm. Dawn of the Day. <laughs> I learned a few. Dawn I don't of the think Dead. we need to say anything more about Dawn of the Dead. Um, well, then what I'll say about <coughs> this movie is that um, George Romero strikes a deal with a movie production company called UDFC. I forget what that's short for, but um, let's make it up: United Dalmatian Fund. Of... Cops. I don't know. 
United Nation Fund of China um, strikes a three-film contract with Romero. Um, first, he directs Creepshow. Second, he directs some other movie. I don't remember what it is. Doesn't matter right now. Um, and third, he does... Um, Day of the Dead? Day of the Dead. I had Dawn of the Dead stuck in my head there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this movie... Um, he gets final cut for it. I am summarizing Wikipedia, by the way, right now. Um, I have not had okay. a chance to do real research about this movie. I'm just providing context. Um, <clears throat> he gets final cut on this movie, but they didn't want... He originally had a really huge in scope movie. They didn't want to do that. And they said, we'll give you final cut, but you got to rewrite the movie to be a lot smaller. Um, and I think they were right to require that rewrite because, um, the movie that comes out of this very tiny movie is fucking incredible. Yeah, I like it more than Night of the Living Dead. I don't like it quite as much as Night of the Living Dead, but I'm not scandalized that you would say that. The parts of Night of the Living Dead that I like are not in this movie. Mm -hmm. So everything that this movie does that I like is just not in that one. Because, or is in that one but done better here or more here. Like, the thing that I like about Night of the Living Dead so much is that it is such a old-fashioned science fiction story. Mm -hmm. That stuff's not here. Yeah. The radiation from Venus, the, like, uh, there's there's just a specific tone. Yeah. Like, nobody even once says they're coming to get you, Barbara. (laughs) You know? Um, There's no, like, kind of well-to-do young men with the little driving gloves and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no... Also, there's no pre-zombie situation. Yeah. Uh, I like that for a specific type of thing, which is it's kind of in the same category as The Thing from Another World, which is another one of my faves. Yeah. I, I, I talked about it while we were watching the movie, and I don't remember if it came up on the podcast, but Night of the Living Dead reminded me of 50s horror movies. Yeah. Deliberately. Yeah, because we talked about how it's cheap in a different way than those movies are cheap right yes yeah um but i like the but keeping in mind that i like these two movies for different reasons and in different spaces i think i like this one more in terms of my list of movies i like Mm -hmm. uh it's just really good this movie's really fucking good they put characters in this one (laughs) yeah yeah so they have them act our complaint about dawn of the dead we had a bunch of them i feel like but um, I think our principal one centered around we didn't like the cast the same way we liked the cast of the first movie. And when you don't have... There were no Coopers, for yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so... And it turned out that like a winning cast is like a really important part of this type of horror movie. Which is no surprise, but... And an antagonistic member of the group. Yes. Because yes. we had a Cooper in the first movie. There was just four survivors in the second movie. This one we have. Um, so we have. I'm, I'm not going to know their names unless you pull up the Wikipedia. Well, we here. know that it's Steel and Rickles are the fucking jokesters. Yes. Here, pull up the pull up the cast for me, so I can run down these folks. Um, George Romero. I thought you had. Yeah. There we go. So, we've got um, Dr... I'll I'll run down who the cast is and lightly summarize the movie. Lightly. Dr. Sarah Bowman is um, our main character. She is um, a scientist, 
Um, and she is trying to determine the cause of the zombie outbreak. We are introduced... She's sort of our, like, point of view character as we meet, like, what her situation is and who the people are around her. Um, those people are, um, her boyfriend, um, who is a, um, oh. Um, who is Private Miguel Salazar. Yes. Um, also, I looked at the cast... For this, almost every blue name you see on this Wikipedia page says most famous for his role in Day of the Dead. <laughs> so, um... Yeah. Yeah. So, her her boyfriend, um, Miguel, uh, he's slowly losing his mind, and so she's, like, trying to deal with him. Um, their relationship is falling apart as he loses his mind. Um, and then she reports to, um... The captain, Rhodes, Rhodes, who was recently taken over. The previous captain um, died in a like zombie attack, and we don't know how he died. We don't know how he died, but regardless, Rhodes is a military guy who has been sent by some people in Washington to protect uh, these researchers, of whom Doctor Bowman is a part. Um, Sarah um, and Rhodes does not want to fucking be here. He. is he's like i don't want to be captain of this i want to get the fuck out of here um i can't get out of here because the people who i rely on um like don't want to leave basically and <clears throat> so he's stuck here he, he kind of looks like buff brandon sanderson he does kind of look like rip brandon sanderson um and he is like now that he's taken over as captain basically he is um ruthless like you know we were introduced to him being like listen sarah i'll fucking shoot you i don't give a shit like i need you to like show me some results or something in the next three days or like you're fucking dead <laughs> um, his two fucking like lion, lion king hyenas yeah are rickles who is a smaller version of steel who is a bigger version of rickles <laughs> and they I basically just like go yeah boss i i described steel as being played by john badman he is played by john badman <laughs> because he looks kind of like john goodman but he's way more like evil hick with it yeah he's turbo racist um lo- he's constantly dropping slurs particularly toward miguel um but all sorts of people i think that's the only slur he uses is toward Miguel. Yes. But he does... He is very clearly just racist. Yeah, he's very clearly just racist. And also, he's constantly talking about how much he would like to rape uh, Sarah, which is not great. Um, he's a bad guy. Unfortunately, he does not get killed by the zombies, really. Yeah, he does. He shoots, oh, him. He shoots himself. Yeah, he does. So we, we wanted so bad for his gun to be empty when he turned it on himself, but... Tensions... Alas. Tensions are high. Um, oh, and the other party that Sarah is kind of going between... Oh, there's two more parties. Well, there's... there's Yeah, there's two more groups. Yeah. Let's so, talk about the homies. So, the homies are um, the pilot, whose name is... Um, not John. McDermott, John. Uh, Flyboy. <laughs> they call him Flyboy. Um, we'll, I'll probably call him John. Um He's the helicopter pilot. He is um, a black man who's very... Are we sure that one guy does this? No, I'm thinking of Dawn of the Dead. Um, as far as slurs toward him. Yeah. The... Uh, yeah, I'm getting up... A... You're getting... thinking of Wooly. Yes, I'm, get... I'm thinking of Wooly. 
dropping slurs toward Peter anyway. Um, so John is the helicopter pilot. He's very laid back. He's like, I don't really care about this research. I don't really care about like, I don't think he's laid back. I think he's more like focused on, he's, he's more practical. He's, he's more like Sarah and the other scientists that we'll talk about in a moment want to fix this or do something about this. And he's like, Hey man, um, you're you're focused on the wrong things. You're focused on the big picture, and this is a time where you need to just be thinking about like living out your life comfortably as much as possible. Yeah. You all you've got left is time. You might as well enjoy it rather than worry about this. He and McDermott both are like this, but McDermott's version of that is I'm already drinking, and John's version of this I is like I want to be drinking. Yes. On the beach, preferably. Yes. I'm trying <laughs> to hold it together. Because, like... I'd fly the helicopter. Yeah, like, I need to be a little straight-laced, because, like, if I'm not, like, this is all gonna fall apart real quick, but, um... I would love to get out of here. Yeah. I'll have a couple beers at night. Whereas, McDermott, the radio operator, is already drinking. Uh, heavily. Very heavily. Um, and he's... He's got a Bones air to him. I would, yeah. I think... Um, he's a little more like, uh, what if you crossed, genial, I guess? What if you crossed Bones and Scotty? I guess so. He's, he, he looks, he's got the look of that kind of character, mm -hmm. but he's acting like mostly just kind of reasonable and friendly. You know who he reminds me of? He's like the nice version of Harry Dean Stanton's character in Alien. Um... Harry Dean Stanton being the the shorter of the maintenance crew guys, um, uh, yeah, kind of, yeah, right. yeah, the one who <laughs> they're like the one guy is bitching about getting paid, and Harry Dean Stanton is like, yeah, <laughs> McDermott reminds me of like, what if Harry Dean Stanton in that movie wasn't a dickhead? <laughs> so those are the homies. We love them. We're rooting for them through this whole movie. Then um, there's the two scientists. There's the two scientists, one of whom gets referred to as Frankenstein a bunch. I don't recall his name. That's Matthew Logan. Logan, yeah. He's um, a surgeon. He's a scientist. He's trying to teach this one zombie called Bub how to act like a human. Yeah. And Bub is doing it. This is the thing I was referring to, I think, two episodes ago when I mentioned seeing clips of a movie where they're teaching a zombie how to use the phone. Right. Um, excuse me. Um, and the other scientist, Fisher, doesn't matter. Not really. He gets shot. Yeah. So, tensions are high among the group. Um, Rhodes is running this shit with an iron fist, and, um, like... <clears throat> getting ready. This was all set up early on in the apocalypse situation to try and, like, research these things. But everything else has gone dark. Yeah. And so Rhodes is like, well, fuck this. Yeah. If, you, if this isn't actually going to work soon, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, my, my commanding officer died and Washington isn't calling us anymore. So, like, what the fuck are we doing here? <clears throat> um, And so uh, Logan wants a few more weeks. Sarah wants, quote, as much time as it takes because she's trying to figure out how to cure the zombie outbreak um, or the cause of it. And she has no fucking idea how long her shit's going to take. Um, we watch as tensions sort of 
escalate over time. They have a special gate door thing. Uh, down. This is all taking place underground in a silo. Mm-hmm. like a, Almost like a salt mine, it looks like. And they've got a special gate where they pull the zombies and they attract the zombies and get one of them to step forward into this little indentation. Then they drop a door on the other side and they hook it. And then they open the inside and sort of like pull it out and like corral it, basically. Yeah, so that um, Logan has like zombies to work on, basically. One of the times they're doing this, things go wrong. Uh, Miguel finally just like fucks up Mm -hmm. and a zombie gets loose. It kills like two guys and bites Miguel. They take Miguel to... The trailer marked the Ritz, which is where they hang out. Yeah, that's where crew. that's where uh, John and McDermott <clears throat> just kind of like chill, and they invite Sarah. Um, oh, I should say, there's like a little bit of a rhythm to the movie where Sarah kind of like goes from scene to scene, interacting with. Oh, I'm gonna talk to these characters now. I'm gonna talk to these characters. Oh, now we're all gonna get together as a group. Then we're gonna break off. I'm gonna talk to this guy. Anyway, she cuts off his arm after he gets bitten, mm-hmm. and he's like. Uh, we need to shoot him. And she's like, no, I got it in time. It's fine. We'll take care of him. And so they let that pass. But then they discover that Frankenstein has been feeding the dead troops to Bub as rewards to encourage good behavior. Hmm. And he decides, oh, well, fuck all this. Kills Frankenstein. Tries to confiscate all the guns Mm -hmm. on all the weapons. Held by the homies. That goes wrong, and he kills Fisher, the guy who doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and from that point on, everything... Things really go to shit. Everything breaks bad. Uh, McDermott and Sarah get tossed out into the... Tunnels where there are yeah. loose zombies. Um, John gets beaten up because he's like, we're going to fly out of here. And John's like, no, we're not. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, John, importantly, has not taught anybody else how to fly the helicopter. <laughs> He te- he knocks out Rhodes, takes his guns, and goes after the other two, and they're going to go out through the back entrance to take the helicopter, mm. the three of them. Meanwhile, uh, Miguel has escaped in like a sort of a fever. As soon as he's left alone, he starts to get up, and he goes up to the elevator that is the main entrance that they use to get to the helicopter. He goes up, goes out to the big fence where all of the zombies are like pawing at it unlocks it lets them follow him onto the elevator and waits until they're really piled on there eating them to hit the button and send it back down thus introducing a bit of a wild card yeah to the situation below ground yeah <laughs> steel and um rickles and the other living one there's just those two at this point steel rickles Rhodes, and uh, I think the other name, the ones we don't really get the names of, are, are dead by this point. So, well, well so they they all get eaten by the zombies that are let down, basically. Yes, except for except for Rhodes. Um, well, so Steel sees Bub. Bub's Bub's packing heat now because he learned before the doctor died how to use a gun, and so he starts. Well, he didn't learn. He remembered. He remembered how to use a gun. So, and then he saluted Rhodes, and Rhodes didn't salute him back. Yeah. Which is his first mistake. So Bub, he's remembered how to use a gun. The, the soldiers are all running away from the zombie horde, 
and Bub starts shooting at Steel. He misses, but um, the zombies close in on Steel, and Steel decides to shoot himself, which is real disappointment because right just before Steel dies, we get two scenes of like guys just ripping apart dudes. It's like the extravagant, really extravagant special effects is the word for it. Um, and so we're deprived of that, uh, from the guy who sucks the most and deserves to get eaten the most. Um, then, um, Bub catches up with Rhodes and Rhodes is like, oh shit, that zombie's shooting me. Uh, Bub hits him a couple times and then. Makes um, him lose his, drop his ammo that he's trying to load his gun with. And then he tries to escape. And he gets, uh, eaten by the zombie horde. He gets, uh. Same thing as Steven in the last movie, really. He opens the door and there's a bunch of guys there. Yeah. Uh, and they hold him still and Bub shoots him dead, basically. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, like, kill him. He's, like, dying. And then he gives him a salute again yeah. as the other guys start eating him. He's yeah. like, choke on it! <laughs> um, as he dies. And then Bub kind of, like, exits the film. Yeah. But, um... That was cool. Bub's nice. Yeah. Meanwhile, John, Sarah, and um, uh, McDermott escape. Um, And we have, at the beginning of the movie, and maybe at the midpoint, we see Sarah has dreams. um, And they're always bad dreams of getting eaten by zombies. And so there's a good little fake out where you you see Rhodes getting eaten, and then you cut to them escaping, and oh no, there's a zombie in the helicopter. And then Sarah wakes up, they're chilling on the beach. They got away. God bless. Which is great because we had the the scenes of everything going wrong or like everyone getting eaten was so long that yeah. I really was totally chill with them skipping the like moments of them getting in the helicopter and getting away. I thought that was a really good, smart little cut. Because yeah. Because you don't need that at that point. You've had so much of this stuff. We don't need the peril anymore. Yeah. And it was nice. But, oh, okay. The movie's over. We get a moment of them hanging out, fishing on the beach. Mm-hmm. I think he's fishing. Yeah, he's fishing. Um, And she starts a calendar. It starts marking days. Yeah. Um, This is really nice, too, because the last movie ended with them getting away. And so I like that they don't just do that again. Yeah. It would have been easy to end with, well, where do we go? The beach, you know, I like that we get to see that they got away as the 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 last movie ends on a like hopeful note of, oh, well, maybe the next place will be better. And this one is, yeah, we got we got somewhere and it was fine for now, for now. Who knows? Who knows how good their lives will be for the next five years and how long their lives will be. But like they got away from the third. Yeah. Um. I like this movie a lot. I like this movie a what lot. We gla- what we like kind of glance over is things like when they're running around in the tunnels and the lighting gets really cool. Yeah. And there's lots of fun little duels with with the go- duel with a ghoul. <laughs> um we we um we touched on it a little bit, but like the special effects in this movie are just superlative. I think they're fucking amazing. Superlative? I came up with a word, I don't know. You didn't come up with a word, I think. I, I pulled a word out of my ass. I know what superlative means. It means, like, it's just a, like, generic compliment. Of the highest quality. I thought, I guess I thought you said superfluous. <laughs> the special effects are just great. They are a little bit superfluous. <laughs> but. um, And the, um, 
the vibe of the movie, like the um, visually, tonally, like the the sound of it. I just it feels liked. very coherent in a way that the last movie didn't. Yes, the tone is kind of the same the whole way through. There's a tension to every scene because you're watching these relationships being strained and pulled to their limit and then breaking in some cases. Yeah. And, like, it never just shifts gears out of nowhere. Yeah, the last movie would would shift gears a lot. This movie, I feel like there's a really good slow buildup of the zombie threat and of the threat of the, the group sort of splintering apart. They really draw out the buildup. And then they equally draw out the the people getting eaten, things going to hell, things getting worse, you know, is also really drawn out. And I think it I think it pays off really well the 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 slow start to it. Every character has their own little story in the end of how they die. Yeah. And they get like a little bit more time than you expect. And it's just a phenomenal movie. Five stars. Absolutely fucking great. Um, I'm glad I liked some of these. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was worried that after the second one that these were all going to start being mid, and maybe the next three are going to be a little mid, but... I read an interesting little blurb about... Um, we wa- we went and read another Best Zombie Movies list, and I read an interesting blurb about Land of the Dead. It doesn't sound like that's going to be a great movie, but I think there's going to be stuff that's worth watching in there. I, you know, 2000s mid-movies are, like, a thing that I like, so... We we briefly put you know, on um, Lara Croft Tomb Raider this afternoon. I, it was from 2001, yeah. so it's kind of there, but in a different way. It's like an early 2000s movie, so that's kind of different from a late 2000s movie. Yeah, totally. But, like, because, like, she's on wires in that one. <laughs> yeah. Which, I don't know that she would have been in 2007. No, no. Um, Angelina Jolie. Have you ever yeah. heard of her? Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying that movie. Um, we'll probably go back to it. We just felt compelled to watch Day of the Dead, and geez, I'm glad we did. In case you're wondering, we don't have any schedule of how we watch these movies as long because the only thing that we do is we plan on timing the last movie in the group because that's the mailbag. Yeah. If and you, I was thinking maybe do it, making the mailbag episodes. Just a separate episode on the Patreon. But that depends on you, the listener, sending us enough questions. Yes. Where would people send questions and emails to? You can send those to xwaraudiopodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions for us about Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, um, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, or Survival of the Dead, um, you have a couple weeks. This is coming out for the Patreon feed on the 8th. Um, on the tw- on the twenty ninth of December is when the Survival of the Dead episode should hit for patrons. So so send your emails before Christmas. Yeah, send your emails before Christmas. You can ask us about any of the movies we've watched, any of the next three movies. Um, leaning towards the next leg being Starship Troopers. I'm not married to that. I'm married to you. <laughs> um, that's um, where my head's at, though. Yeah. We might do something else instead if we get bored of gore. Yeah. Like uh, Scorpion King. That's a long one. The The appeal of Starship Troopers is that it's only three movies. It's five movies. Oh, no. There's the two animated I was films. Of, I was thinking of RoboCop, which is four movies. What was RoboCop it? is four movies. There was one that we were talking about that was only three movies. 
Uh, Predator? No. It was something with only... You have a list. We'll look at the list later. Uh, Freaky Friday, I think, only has four or five. I'm I'm open to Starship Troopers. I just... I thought that it had been on your mind because it was something short to start the podcast. No, it's because it was something good to start the podcast. Something that I already knew was one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I really want to watch Starship Troopers. Yeah. Ever since you fell in love with it the way you did. But I also want to watch RoboCop, and I don't want to do those two together. Yeah. But we'll discuss it. Yeah. Anyway, as long as you send your emails by Christmas, uh, they'll be good. Well, I don't know exactly when we'll record that one. We might record it that the day it goes out. That's we, believable. Yeah. But don't count on it. Yeah. We have lots of stuff. We have to we have to talk to our guest about our export audio holiday special. Who's our guest this year? Jackson. Jackson gets to watch the solid the solid snake holiday special. That's right. Do you have more to say about Day of the Dead? I I thought this movie was great. The more we like a movie, the less we have to say about it. I guess. How long has this episode been? We've been recording for about twenty-seven minutes. Huh. Yeah, I'm trying to think about like. You know how long we recorded about Eternals today? Do Oh my god. How long did we record about the the Eternals? I don't know, like an hour and a half? An hour forty? Um I remember at the end of that podcast you saying, Oh, I'm gonna cut this off before we get rambly. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, what if we got rambly though? I'm glad we didn't at the end of that podcast, because then we would not have done this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great movie. If you could only watch one of these first three, I might say this one. I would say Night of the Living Dead. I think that... I, I understand, though. I absolutely would support you in telling somebody that. I, I just... typically would go for the older one, but I think that this one is really good. That's my argument. This one's really good. Do you have any interest in any other George Romero movies? No, not really. Well, let's look and look. Let's, let's look a look. Do you have any interest, while you're pulling up this Wikipedia page, do you have any interest in watching the remake of Night of the Living Dead, which was directed by the special effects artists of Dawn and Day? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't think we're going to watch it for this first season of the show, but... I want to watch that one of these days because that looks interesting. I'm interested in the crazies because I saw the remake of that in like 2008. Okay. Uh, Other things on here, I guess... Nothing catches my eye, at least by name. There's not a ton I recognize. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 2010 was the crazies, which is not directed by Romero, but it is produced by. Whatever yeah. that whatever that means. Whatever that means. That's after he's retired from directing, so um Night Riders? What's that? Uh well it's a nineteen eighty one American drama film written and directed by George A. Romero. Starring Ed Harris, who's a name Oh that I know that guy. Oh, I know that face from somewhere. I know that face from multiple somewheres. Couldn't tell you where. Uh it's it's a troop that jousts on motorcycles. This is weird. Okay, maybe we'll maybe we'll watch this at some point. But 
<laughs> it's no. on the cover. It's, it's got a knight on a motorcycle, and it says Camelot is a state of mind. It says the games, the romance, the spirit. Camelot is a state of mind. Camelot Which, is a state of mind is a pretty sick line. There's a so Dawn of the Dead has an iconic poster, one of the all-time great movie posters, and the tagline on there is um, apparently Romero came up with it after having a couple drinks. It says, I believe. When hell is out of room, the the dead will walk the earth. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Iconic tagline. One of the greats. Up there with, um, in space, no one can hear you scream. However, um, I gotta say, <laughs> the games, the romance, the spirit, Camelot is in your mind. Camelot is a state of mind. Camelot is a state of mind. That's a real fucking contender. You've Googled Day of the Dead poster, which is brought Day up. Of the Dead movie poster. Which has brought up various Dia de los Muertos. This is not the one I'm talking about. I'm not about that one. This one says, and now the, okay, first there was Night of the Living Dead, then Dawn of the Dead, and now the darkest day of horror the world has ever known. I just, I just like the composition on that one. <clears throat> the, you the, see, there's the moon for Night of the Living Dead. And there's like the sunrise for Dawn of the Dead. Unless this is actually Venus. Unless that's Venus. It's too uh, visible. Venus is a heavy atmosphere, actually. You imagine, imagine the version of this movie where Logan is a weirdo that's like trying to research radiation from Venus. I miss Venus. When will she come back? <laughs> but yeah, Knight Riders. I'd watch that. But other than that, like none of these other Romero movies really seem Yeah, I don't, first I don't know glance. any of these names other than Creepshow, which I wouldn't know if it weren't for Just King Thing. Another one on here, Season of the Witch, I know was it that had another remake as well. Yeah. With uh, the man himself. Nicholas Cage? That's right. Right. I believe so. I get that movie mixed up with The Sorcerer's Apprentice. And don't get it mixed up with Escape from Witch Mountain either, which also got a remake. That one's starring. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the Rock, I believe. It had that that meme. You remember? Every movie gets a meme now. No, like the meme. Escape to Witch Mountain. Meme gets you this classic piece of old internet where it's The Rock talking to that girl. Dakota Fanning? Is that right? <laughs> Oh my god. You have... You remember? You Okay, so I'm looking at an image of The Rock saying, Well, I finally leveled Eris to level 99. And Dakota Fanning saying, Sephiroth kills her in disc one. And The Rock turns around, like, looking like, What the fuck did you just say? Yeah. You know. Um, you know that one... This real, meme. Uh, this has brought back memories. This is... <laughs> This is a classic little piece of it. Oh, my. It's an old code, sir, but it checks out. <laughs> what year do you think that remake came out? I have no idea. I think it's like 2007, 8-ish. 2009. Oh, my God. I remember the 2009 was when I first started posting on forums, when yeah, that was a thing sure. I did for like five years. Uh, anyway. I was 13. Jesus. I was 16. This has been Pardon My Franchise. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at a underscore coffee on co-host at a and you can go to exportodd.io 
that'll take you to the Patreon page for on the Patreon page, there's links to all the podcasts we do. I need to update that so it's got coffee and comic books in this podcast. I will work on that in the next week or two. Um, it won't take me any time. I just have to remember to do it. Um, for $1 a month, you get early access to uh, this podcast, Ornate Stairwells. Um, you get um, Hot Singles. It's late, so I'm forgetting the names of podcasts we do. Pondering Coffee Photon. and comic books. No, that's not on the $1 tier. I think, I think I named everything. Gotham City Limits, Ornate Stairwells, this podcast, Pondering Puton, and... I, ne- I said it a minute ago. Regard- Hot Singles, thank God. Okay. I'm past that block in my brain, and for $5 a month, each month you get a bonus episode of Coffee and Comic Books. Um, that podcast comes out once in the Patreon feed and one, once in the free feed. Um, two different episodes. Two different. Yeah, that. It's getting late. <laughs> you get one episode every month in one feed, and you get two episodes every month in the other feed. Yes, five dollars, five dollars a month for that. Um, and you also that is get, not an early access thing. You just get half the episodes in the free feed. Yeah, and the other thing is, um. For $5 a month, you get Pop Town Funk, which is remarkably similar to this podcast, but much more miserable. Yeah, well, with that one, you're always there. Yes. This one, you might get traded out. Yeah, maybe. Because this this is really more my podcast than our podcast. Yeah, I've been thinking of it as our podcast, but like, one of these days, I'm just not going to be on for six episodes. Yeah, I don't know what you would balk at instantly, like from from movie one, but we'll find it. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at neither Nora for now. You can find me on co-host at Ashworm Ash with an E, a worm with a Y. Find the stuff I've done at NoraBlake.online, and you could find other export audio podcasts that I'm on, like uh, Attention Duelists podcast I do with Livia, where we watch Yu-Gi-Oh. And on the Abnormal Mapping Network, I do Journal Updated with Molly, where we play video games. Once one, we play video games once a month. (laughs) We play one video game a month to talk about it. Right now, we're about to record our Fallout New Vegas episode. And then next month, we will record our Fallout New Vegas DLC episode. Uh, And then after that, I guess we're doing Pentiment. So we're just going back to back on those. Um, But, you know. Tune into that. I think it's a good podcast. I am excited because I've been listening to a lot of Too Much Future. I really enjoy that show, but I really appreciate the more holistic look that you and Molly take at video games. Um, I just really like the work that you do, and so I'm really excited to hear about Las Vegas from or New Vegas from a very different angle than um, how I've heard it talked about on Grange Touch. I'm I'm excited about that. This has been Pardon My Franchise. Thank you for pardoning my franchise. (laughs) I don't have a sign-off. Until next time... Excuse me. Pardon my franchise. Until next time... uh, Make sure you salute a zombie.